explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. And I'm producer Henry J. Thanks for joining us on episode number 119, which is brought to you by Milltown Credit Union. Going strong since 1939, join us as we celebrate 80 years in business. From Visa credit cards to checking accounts, Milltown Credit Union is your one stop for all your financial needs. Visit us at milltowncu.org or stop by at 3102 Broadway here in Everett. What do you think they mean when they say all your financial needs? All of them. Like I need a ton of money for something that I can't talk about on this podcast, but if I need a ton of money, no questions asked. That sounds like the place to go. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, anyway, uh, let's jump in. Today's episode, we're going to share events from the weekly goodness. We're going to talk about the latest hot Everett Goss, which is the farmer's market moving to downtown Everett. We're going to have a chat with Clark Park Actives, Ryan Anderson and Lindsay Weaver. Then we're going to play five fast favorites with Green Everett Partnership. Did I get everything? I think so. Woohoo. Let's jump in. Okay, let's talk about our lives in Everett. As I mentioned, the hot Everett Goss is Farmer's Market moving from Boxcar Park to downtown Everett. And let me tell you, there is a lot of mixed opinions on this. And so we put it out to our Instagram followers. Before we share our own opinions, Let's uh, share some of our Instagram followers. So Henry, this morning you put a poll out on Instagram asking people what they thought about the move. What did we find out? People are overwhelmingly excited. Mm. Um, the people who aren't excited about it, uh, Gabby Clark just gives a thumbs down okay. emoji. Gotcha. That's that's great. And also says, it's going to make more congestion in the city. Hmm. Not too sure about that one. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed walking around downtown Everett on a Sunday morning, but there's really nothing going on. Um, so I'm kind of stoked that there's going to be something yep. heading up there. Uh, my roommate Carolyn said sick nasty <laughs> with an eye. <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah, just a lot of people are very excited that it's going to be in one place that's easily accessible now, which yep. is downtown Everett between, what is it? Um, Hewitt and Wall Street, right in front of Narrative Coffee. And Narrative Coffee said, here for it, parentheses, literally. So, <laughs> but awesome. the, the people who aren't that excited um, are, are always have questions about parking. So for the 4,000th time since we've like been sharing this, Parking is free in downtown Everett Street Parking. The Everpark Garage, 495 spaces, 493, something like that, stalls for your vehicle, um, free on weekends. <laughs> so yeah. uh, Johnny actually from Brooklyn Brothers uh, responded to Instagram and said, if we can handle 9,000 people at Angel of the Winds Arena, we can handle the farmer's market downtown, <laughs> which is I think wraps it all up right yeah, there. Yeah, totally. Um, I don't know that we should really... Um, get into the reason or speculate on the reason, but from what I know, it's that the farmer's market outgrew their space, right? Yep. Cool. It was very, I've never been to the farmer's market just because I know of how much of a hassle it is to get to the farmer's market. You've never been to the farmer's market? I've never been. What? Yeah. Now I'm going to go because I can walk to it. Yeah, but totally. to drive, I tried to go Mother's Day, forget about it. Well, it yeah. was It was crazy. But yeah, it's a whole lot of cars going to a very small area that is under construction right now. So 
I could see why, why the move. Yeah. That's the nice thing about having it on a downtown street in our uh, beautiful gridded streets, the way that North Everett is set up where you can come from it from any direction. And, uh, I hope that the ever park garage will remain free, uh, on Sundays during this. Cause I know sometimes they do charge for special events. I don't know if they'll consider this a special event. Um, what if they start charging a $3 fee and people just lose their mind because that was the complaint <laughs> about it being down at the waterfront is that the port started charging a $2 fee. And as far as from what I know is that $2 use fee is what the farmer's market would pay for their venue rental. The port started charging that, um, and the community did not like that. And I do, I, I do agree that this year I have kind of not liked going to the farmer's market cause it has been too crowded. I don't care about the $2 parking. I can like ride my bike or walk down there or whatever. Um, but it is almost unbearably crowded sometimes, um, getting in and out of there and it's, doesn't have the chill kind of vibe that I'm looking for on a Sunday, you know? Um, so I get it. I do feel like it had outgrown its space. I personally, I'm stoked that it's moving to downtown. I have no issues with it. Um, it's a little sad. There was something really special about like getting lunch at the farmer's market and then go sitting at boxcar park and watch the boats go by. But I think that it'll just be like, doing some shopping, getting some lunch and then posting up somewhere in beautiful downtown Everett, you know, same thing, way more convenient. You can grab a scooter and scoot down to the waterfront still. Totally. And if people like, yeah, it's like, if you are concerned about parking in a downtown, the farmer's market isn't for you. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, it's like Fred Meyer has parking lots. You can order stuff off of Amazon, whatever. But there's going to be crowds at a busy farmer's market. I don't understand the argument, you know? Right. And we were talking about it this morning, how it's going to be so cool that there's going to be all this, all these people in downtown on a Sunday. Hopefully that will kind of light up downtown for the businesses as well. Totally. Which I think is like the best part of the farmer's market moving down here is that downtown will be activated on a Sunday, um, in a whole new way. And the businesses will benefit downtown will feel way more vibrant. Um, so for all the residents downtown, for all of us who live in North Everett, we can walk and ride our bikes there and we don't have to deal with, you know, West Marine view drive is kind of dangerous. Like you were saying, Garrett. Yeah. Yesterday I, um, or this last Sunday I went to the market and so I was on West Marine view drive trying to take a left onto 10th street to go into the market. And there was a family, I think it was a family of four with like young kids on their bicycles on the corner. And it was clear they wanted to cross, but West Marine View Drive being a five lane street and then 10th street having cars exiting that are both turning left and right. I was like really terrified for them because I mean, yeah, it's Marine View Drive is just a highway. And especially when it's busy and there's tons of cars and, um, you know, I'm stopped in the, in the turn lane to turn left. So all the cars are backed up behind me. So there's a long line and I thought they were trying to cross Marine View drive. And when the cars are lined up like that, you can't really see the other two lanes of traffic on the other side. And like, it just felt so sketchy and, uh, they, they crossed safely. It worked out, Oh, good. but, uh, it was, it was nerve wracking though. I was like, man, this is, this is sketchy. This is not like a friendly intersection to be having to cross the street yeah. uh, with like young kids and stuff. 
And so I think that's going to be so much nicer mm-hmm. in downtown Everett and just be more walkable, pedestrian friendly, bicycle friendly. I'm excited about that. The one thing that we haven't talked about and I haven't really thought of until you were just saying that is that the bridge is like so close to opening. It's like how much horrible timing. I know. Like how <laughs> much would it, would the parking and congestion better have been solved by that bridge? Like how many people who live in the Northwest and Bayside neighborhoods or even Delta and Riverside to some degree. And I walk down 19th or 16th and take the bridge. Like how much would that bridge solve the car issue that was in my opinion, like the final nail in the coffin of the farmer's market down at the waterfront. It was the car congestion. The people congestion is whatever, you know, but it was the car congestion because the car congestion makes it so you can't even get to like scuttlebutt or blue water if you want to. I mean, you can, but it's, or even slightly less convenient. Like Riley was saying uh, this morning, our team meeting, just, you know, on a Sunday, if you just want to go enjoy the waterfront, you know, whether you're getting in the water, you want to go hang out at boxcar park. It's like, well, if, if there's an event going on, like totally. the market, it's like, you can't even really comfortably just go down there to use the waterfront. So. I know. And then you have like the jetty Island ferry that's running right now, all the kite boarders. And then you have all the boaters and the fishermen. And I'll tell you that one group of people who don't do not like to be inconvenienced in the slightest, are fishermen <laughs> think about my dad and like if somebody else is enjoying something and he has to wait before he puts his boat in the water he's gonna have a meltdown don't you have to be really patient to be a fisherman you would think but guess not well i hope the port kind of sees this and kind of takes this into consideration as they continue to build there um the condet the congestion the ease of getting to the businesses in downtown or not in downtown the ease of getting to the businesses that are already at the waterfront like blue water and scuttlebutt hopefully when they start to build and build all these you know i don't know these these gathering places and spaces yeah i think hopefully the hotel they just their, started taking reservations right so ho- it's happening yeah ho- hopefully they they kind of see where to move people where to where to put them easily get people in and out of there pretty pretty quickly and somewhat painlessly for sure yeah, totally. And as far as I know, same vendors, same times, same day. The only thing that's changing about the farmer's market is the location. And where's the location again, Henry? It is on Wetmore Avenue between Hewitt and Wall Street. That is where it's going to be. And I'm really excited because I want to try Calibri Sweets. Mm. They're a they're from Everett. And they make a little ice cream cart, right? They make vegan ice cream. Yeah. I'm super nice. stoked to try that out. So shout out to them. Their Instagram is fire flames. As they would say, <laughs> it looks really good. Hot Very ice. Cool. So yeah, that is uh, Sunday, August 4th is the first Sunday. The market will be in downtown Everett. Uh, so this Sunday, uh, you can go catch it for the last time down at the uh, waterfront if you so please. So, hey, what do you guys think? How do you feel about the uh, farmer's market moving to downtown Everett? Drop us a line through social media or you can leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731. So let's take a look at some events happening around Everett from the Weekly Goodness, a weekly email newsletter we send out every single Monday. So, uh, Tyler, what is your event pick of the week? That's a great question, Garrett. Thanks for asking me that. You're welcome. Um, I think that I'm going to go to the very last waterfront farmer's market. I'm going to brave the congestion. I'm going to watch the kites. I'm going to get a breakfast burrito and a horchata 
And, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's my plan Sunday farmer's market. Have a single tear roll down your cheek. Totally. Yeah. Say goodbye to it. Nice. Wish it farewell. Sounds like a good plan. How about you, Henry? What's your, uh, event pick of the week? Well, the question is, what am I not going to this week? Because three different shows are happening, uh, all which involve people who work here and live in Everett and Milton <laughs> Creative Co. Tyler, I'm surprised that you're not playing I know, a show. Tyler should play a show. We could have had it all all together. <laughs> so on Thursday, Sierra's Band Sleepover Club is opening for Rat Queen out of Seattle and um, Fatty Cakes and the Puff Pastries out of Fresno, California. Those crazy kids and their band names. All three of those bands are fantastic. I love Rat Queen. They're incredible. That's Thursday at 7 p.m. That is at Black Lab Gallery. It is all ages. It's going to be rad. Um, and then uh, I'm playing a show with OEA at Tony V's Garage on Saturday with Little Spirits and the Pop Cycle. That's at 9 p.m. That should be Tony fun. V's Garage. Tony V's Garage rad. on a Saturday night. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, one heck of a show Saturday at 9 p.m. All OEA, the Pop Cycle, and Little Spirits at Tony V's. Garrett, what do you got going on? Nice. And then uh, the Porters, uh, Richard and Krista Porter, are also playing on Friday at the Port Gardner Bay Winery. And uh, you're probably familiar with uh, both of their writing. Uh, they've written for the, our blog a lot, uh, especially Richard. And uh, yeah, they're doing a two-hour full set of original songs and jazz and country standards, it says here. And that's Friday at 7 p.m. at the uh, Port Gardner Bay Winery. And if you haven't heard them before, they're awesome. They got like the ukulele kind of lo-fi, <laughs> mellow vibes, if great you, stuff. <laughs> what are you laughing about over here? <laughs> I just thought about there's an episode of Portlandia where there there's a battle of the bands, but it's the battle oh, the quiet bands. The, yeah, the battle of the gentle bands. I feel like that's the Porters, <laughs> and I should say I love the Porters so much, but I feel like that captures the mood perfectly. Like if you've seen that, then I think that they would win. <laughs> to be honest with you, I love the Porters. I'm going to be there too. I love watching Richard and Krista. Totally, Krista's voice always blows me away every single and i've seen them for you know a bunch of times over years and i'm still like oh my god i forgot that krista every time has totally. an incredible voice richard to go to that that's what we picked out for this week for more details and to get the weekly goodness sent directly to your inbox every monday just go live slash subscribe hey guys quick reminder the yum around 5k and everett food truck festival are coming up on saturday august 24th make sure to mark your calendars and if you want to score some free grub at the food truck festival we're looking for some volunteers who can help cheer on runners during the yum run 5k if you want to volunteer uh, you'll get the t-shirt and a food hat free meal at the food truck fest on us uh, just go fill out the form at liveineverett.com slash yum and you'll see right at the beginning of the page there is a uh, button where you can click if you're interested in volunteering and if you sign up for the yum run 5k by august 5th you'll not only get the best pricing and guaranteed a t-shirt in your size but we're also going to be uh, giving away three pairs of tickets for the upcoming taco fest uh, that's happening at angel of the winds arena if you haven't heard about it it's happening on august 10th they're going to have not only tons of tasty tacos, but also a tiny taco dog beauty pageant, lucha libre wrestling, 
uh, a tequila expo tent, a hot chili pepper eating contest, all kinds of fun stuff is going to be going on there. Uh, so when you sign up for the Yum Run, we're also going to enter you to win some tickets uh, for the Taco Fest at Angel of the Winds Arena. Just make sure you sign up by August 5th. Once again, you can get more details at liveineverett.com slash yum. And we'll be right back with our chat with Ryan Anderson and Lindsay Weaver. Well, hey, everyone. Garrett here, along with two of my favorite people, Ryan Anderson and Lindsay Weaver. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Thanks for, so having for having us. us. So you guys are just like two awesome people from the community that I've gotten to know within the last year, year yeah, and a half, maybe. Right. I don't know when we right. It hasn't been too long, but... You guys have done a great job getting plugged into the Everett community. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about community building uh, and this Clark Park Active thing you guys got going on and a few different things today. Um, so you ready to jump in? Yeah, sounds yeah, let's good. Do it. Okay. So uh, when did you guys first come to Everett and what brought you here? So I actually first came to Everett about two years ago. Um, I had a work project that I needed to do some research at the Snohomish County Clerk's Office. So I came up for, hung out for a day, um, went to the Valley Organic Deli for lunch, and just like, I remember thinking, huh, this is a, this is a cool little city. Kind of reminded me of my hometown, like up and coming downtown, pretty cool. Um, and then we moved here. October 2017. Yeah, a similar story for me. I came up here with a buddy to try kiteboarding at Jetty Islands uh, with oh. uh, Jeffro, who you interviewed oh, yeah. recently. Yeah. Fred. And um, we had lunch up here downtown, and I just thought it was a really cool place. So it was on our radar when we were looking for houses when we were, you know, just renting in Ballard. And so that's kind of ultimately what brought us up here was that it was, it reminded us a lot of Ballard, and it was beautiful, and uh, it was actually affordable. So October 2017, so that was less than two years ago. Yeah. yeah. We're talking like around... 21 months or so mm-hmm. and um i feel like you guys have done such a good job at getting plugged into the community <laughs> so i definitely want to talk a bit about that but real quick because i know you were living in ballard before right. i've heard so many people say this that everett is the new ballard what do you guys think of that thought i think that ballard you know ballard's got a lot of good stuff going for it and everett has a lot of the same advantages like we can, you know, when we lived in Ballard, we spent a lot of time just, you know, walking around downtown, uh, like the uh, Ballard Avenue, and going to breweries and, you know, things like that and seeing live music. And in Everett, we can do all those things here too. You know, if we wanted to go down to Skullbutt Tap Room or at large or something like that or head down into the south end of Everett, those are all really easy trips for us. And then, you know, live music seems to be happening all the time. So I feel like, at least I feel like that it's like Ballard in that it has all the good elements without some of the, I don't know, elements that aren't so great about Ballard, like how hip and expensive it's become. And I think, I mean, I agree with everything that Ryan said. I think also, like, I don't know if we necessarily want to be the new Ballard. Um, I think right. Everett, you know, has its own history and own things going for it. Um, and I think we can learn from how Ballard has developed. You know, I've been tracking a little bit the new Metro Everett plan that um, was uh, passed a few months ago, and I think that's a good way that we can kind of, you know, have a framework to develop in a more intentional way than maybe the folks in Ballard were able to do. So, you know, is it the new totally. Ballard? 
I don't know. I think it's the new Everett. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. I like that. So how have you guys been able to get plugged into the Everett community so quickly? Well, he's very extroverted, so that helps. <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> I think it's important to just, I don't know, put yourself out there and uh, be kind to people. So we, we ultimately, we spent a lot of time when we first got here actually spending time in the local businesses like Narrative or like The Independent, or like Toggles, places like that. Uh, and, you know, actually just introducing ourselves to people as, as crazy as it sounds. And was this like premeditated were, were you guys like hey let's like intentionally try and like get to know people and become a part of the community or was it just like natural for you guys to like I... go start introducing yourselves to people i think it's kind of a combination of both i mean i think being new to the community we didn't want to just stay in our own bubble because you know we we have friends who still live in seattle and we see them a lot but we wanted to make friends with people here so that we could have our own you know, folks who, if we wanted to go randomly to a brewery, we could just call up and be like, hey, let's go down to At Large and have a drink. Um, so there was some intentionality about it for sure, wanting to create a community here, but also just wanting, I mean, I don't know, it's sort of an inherent thing. You want, you want community. I think that it wasn't deliberate in the sense that it was forced or anything like that, but, you know, Lindsay really comes from a family that was really engaged civically and had a lot of civic activism uh, in your hometown. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, getting plugged into our neighborhood association was a big part of it. Um, and the historical society was important too. Whereas, you know, I think my family growing up just kind of the same idea, but more focused on hospitality. It felt like everyone was always stopping in despite living in a really rural community. So, I think it was just kind of a natural progression for both of us in that, you know, you got plugged in to kind of more official elements and I feel like uh, I got people over <laughs> and started just inviting them over for dinner and things like that. Um, but you know, other things too, like sometimes it wasn't intentional. I feel like we've made some friends just doing things like picking up litter and getting out there. Totally. What do you guys think in general are like some of the biggest obstacles to building community? Sometimes it's, I think just, you know, getting over your own vulnerability because it can, you know, if you introduce yourself to folks, it, you can have an awkward situation like pretty easily. <laughs> um, I think they're rarer than we like, than we fear uh, or that we like to believe. Uh, but I think that's the biggest obstacle for me. What do you think? Yeah, certainly as, as the more introverted half of this pair, um, that's definitely, you know, it's hard to put yourself out there and you might get rejected and, you know, fortunately in Everett, it has not happened no. for us. Um, everyone here has been great. No, no Everett freeze at all. Um, but I think that can definitely be hard. Um, you know, I think part of what was difficult about living in Ballard was feeling like, you know, speaking to the civic side of things was feeling like it was hard to get kind of connected to the city government, for instance, it, mm. Seattle is just such a big city that you right. can't like, I'm not going to run into Jenny Durkin at a brewery probably, yeah. <laughs> you sure. know? Um, whereas I think, and, and I think people can have a mentality that, Oh, the city government, you can't, you can't reach out to them. It's, it's this, you know, big barrier between us and them. 
but the great thing about a city the size of Everett is that you really can go directly to folks in city departments and say, hey, I'm going to be doing, you know, like, um, oh, is, yeah. yeah, you should tell the story. Right? Yeah, what, I'm going to actually flip this question on you a little bit and say that, you know, one of the things that we found that made building community a lot easier here was how eager to engage the city was. Mm. Um, you know, I, I organized uh, just a neighborhood litter cleanup in Bayside on Martin Luther King Day. And I asked the city, uh, the parks, no, I'm sorry, the uh, public works uh, department, if there was just like a dumpster or something I could throw the trash in. Because I didn't want to throw it in my own bin and pay Rubatino more. Sure. Um, but they responded with, not only will we pick up the litter bags for you if you just want to drop them off somewhere and let us know, but can we also give you things like high visibility vests and grabbers and trash bags? Nice. Uh, and I felt like it was just, they went above and beyond and they were just so thirsty for that, like engagement. So that's awesome. If anything, there have been fewer barriers here than there would be in other places. Yeah. I think that does seem like probably a big advantage to Everett being kind of a smaller city. Mm-hmm. Um, the local government it does seem to be more approachable because I've heard multiple people say the same thing. They've had really good experiences when they reach out to uh, the local government. So yeah, that's absolutely. really cool. Why does community matter? Getting into the big philosophical questions here. <laughs> yeah, like you know, I don't know. I'm thinking of like because I I've like picked up this this sense when we've done. Um, surveys in, in the in the past and, and stuff and I, I've always thought you know because a lot of what we do here at Live in Everett is so community focused and centric and I've always thought gosh it'd be great for to help people find ways to get plugged in because I get a sense a lot of people like want to have more community or maybe they don't even think of it that way like like they don't think of it as like community but they you know people want to have friends they, they want to mm-hmm. know people they, they want to feel like they belong somewhere right and I think that's exactly it I think that's why community is important because it's the people that you interact with every day. Um, you know, whether or not you're, they're your best friends, like if, if I'm walking to narrative, you know, I might pass by folks standing in line outside of Funko and like strike up a conversation about what's going on there. And that's all part of being in a community um, and just being, I don't know, I guess community is just being, being friendly with the people you interact with in your environment. I think it also is, you know, having some kind of common cause uh, or just maybe even just a common interest. So I think community is important because especially here, you know, the thing that we all have in common is that we live in Everett, you know, probably, you know, hopefully by choice. You know, and there's a lot of privilege in that statement. But if you're living here and you're part of that community, you kind of are inherently hopeful that it succeeds. And I think that's why community is so important because it is inherently hopeful. It's optimistic that we're going to see Everett thrive and succeed and be a good city and be a good place to live in, which it is. And I think it's just going to keep getting better. Totally. Do you ever feel burnt out from all of the community-ness and like, knowing people and walking down the street and seeing people because i i feel that way a lot of the Mm -hmm. time i've really ratcheted and this is like oh boo-hoo henry knows people kind of a thing (laughs) but like you know i i don't know because i i've i don't go out anymore as much as i used to um i stay at home i don't know i'm just kind of like tired in a way i was wondering if if 
the two of you feel the same way sometimes too. Again, as the introvert, um, I definitely can feel that. Maybe um, maybe I've just become more introverted it, yeah, over maybe. time. It's you know, and I think that's that's also like knowing your limitations and being aware and not not punishing yourself if you like see someone down the block and you don't say hi, but maybe you know go the, the to take a right turn instead or something like that. Like sometimes you just don't have the capacity to be super friendly with everybody, and I think that's fine. I mean, I think. You got to take care of yourself or you won't be able to build community later on when you're ready for it. Right. Do you ever, do you ever feel that way though? Yeah, I definitely do sometimes. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not alone. Sometimes <laughs> I just like don't, I don't go to like sh- a show or something. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I, we, we ah. skipped trivia last night cause we were like, we need, we need to stay home and just have a home night. Right. <laughs> yeah, hang out and squish our cats and sweep the living room and. I don't know, you know, dinner or something. Take care of things. <laughs> where, do, where do you guys play trivia? Scuttlebutt Tap Room. Yeah, nice. that was another. That was going to be one of our hidden gems too. Uh, Scuttlebutt Tap Room on uh, Tuesday nights. Trivia, trivia at seven really, p.m. It's really awesome. choice. I wonder if kids are allowed there. Yeah, mm-hmm. they totally are. They? are. Okay. They're yeah, we like wouldn't. We wouldn't want to get into some trivia. You playing, should come. Uh, yeah, playing beanbag toss and stuff. Playing cornhole. Nice. And it's, yeah, it's great. Dogs, kids. That's right. I'm curious with Henry's question, how you feel about that, Ryan, like if you're ever, you know, need to like take a break from social activity. I think for me, it's, you know, being a more extroverted person, I I don't run into that as much of like, you know, if I see someone walking down the street or at a bakery or something and they're like, oh, hey, how are you? I don't get burned down on that as much. I think for me, it's more um, not taking it personally if people you know, can't attend the things I invite them to. Like, you know, if I invite you to a barbecue and you, you don't show up, I got to just remember that, you know, people have like babies and um, mm. lives outside of, you know, social events. And sure. so it's important, you know, as an extrovert, I think to take a step back sometimes and realize that it's, it's not all about us. Totally. Last question on community before we shift gears a little bit. Uh, do you guys have any advice for people that are looking to get more plugged in out there? Introducing yourself to people is important, um, but also just showing up for things. You know, if you listen to this podcast, you know of a lot of really cool events coming up. That's what we did when we were thinking about moving here. Uh, and just knowing about those events, showing up to them, saying hi to people, but also like getting out and just doing things in your community. Like, I don't know, go throw a Frisbee in a park or pick up a litter or something. We've met a lot of our neighbors just doing that. Introduce yourselves to your neighbors because that's something I think that you know we're kind of losing, uh, maybe generally generationally. So I think that's that's a big part of it. And I think if you have specific interests, looking for organizations uh, within the community or um, city departments to volunteer with. Um, you know, here in Everett, I know the, the city has a lot of different volunteer commissions that people can serve on that cover everything from parks to the historic commission to arts to, you know, whatever. Um, so I think if you have, you know, a couple hours a month that you're willing to devote to something like that, just do a Google search, see what's out there. Totally. And speaking of specific interests, by day, you are a historian. That's true. And so I just wanted to sneak in at least one history question yeah. and just ask what your thoughts are about uh, Everett history. I know when I went to your guys's uh, house for a barbecue once, I saw lots of Everett history books lying around. Yeah, I'm trying to learn. I'm still learning a lot about Everett history. Um, I think it's super fascinating. I really love local history. It's one of the things that I love 
most about my job is when I have a project that allows me to dig into some very specific location. Um, because I think oftentimes when we take history classes, we're only learning about like the big high level things that happened. Um, but there are so many things that happen like down the street that tie into those, those bigger, more national historical trends. Um, so learning about those is super fascinating. And there are so many cool characters that you learn about too. Um, I recently learned about Clara and Alice Rigby, who were mm. two sisters who owned a photography business in Everett uh, in the early 1900s, which, you know, as female entrepreneurs at that time was pretty big deal. It's pretty yeah. cool. That is really cool. Richard wrote a story for Live in Everett. Oh, nice. yeah. Not too long ago about those sisters. So That's Yeah, awesome. were, they, were they in there? I thought that sounded familiar. Yeah. Okay. Check it out, nice. liveinever.com. If you've never <laughs> been to that website, it's pretty cool. Oh, I always thought it was live in Everett. It is. Well, it's either or, really. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Awesome. So uh, I wanted to get into this Clark Park Active uh, thing for a minute. Uh, so tell us, you guys have started this. Tell us about Clark Park Active and what your inspiration was to start it. Yeah, so I definitely want to just begin by clarifying that we co-founded this with Christina Strand. Oh, okay, um, yeah. also super active in this whole city and just yeah. an amazing person. Another Bayside neighbor. Yeah, definitely buy her a drink next time you see her. Um, but I think the biggest thing for us was that, you know, Clark Park... I feel like, I don't know, from what I've gathered over the past like 10 years or so, it's gotten kind of a seedy reputation for just not being a good place to be. Uh, and our inspiration was really just trying to change that because it is a beautiful park. Like you have two and a half acres with these old growth trees. Everett's first park. I know, mm -hmm. the city park, yeah. So uh, these tennis courts, this brand new playground, uh, and just like this big open space uh, that is just gorgeous. And we happen to live, you know, in a block next to it. So mm -hmm. that was also an inspiration because it's, you know, speaking of building your local community, it's something that's very, very local to us, yeah. hyper local. Even. Totally, <laughs> definitely. So the whole idea behind Clark Park Active is that, you know, when you have healthy activity in a space, you have less unhealthy inactivity. So if we're able to just show up there and pick up litter and play lawn games and improve the perception of this incredible resource of our community, uh, then I think we're doing something good. And that's really the goal is to just improve the perception of the park, make it more welcoming and healthy space to be in. So yeah, we just show up every five days or so. It's kind of random, um, but it is once a week at least. And we just play lawn games and pick up litter if we see it and just have a good time. Uh, past two events, we've had 15 people show up each time, had some babies come by uh, and some people from our neighborhood association and some neighbors and just all of our friends. So it's been really successful so far. That's super cool. I definitely want to make it out for some of the events sometime. And it's so funny because I want to say it was like the day before I heard about it. Mm. Um, I don't live very far from Clark Park. And so uh, my wife and I decided to walk over there uh, with our baby. Uh, we went and played on the playground for a little bit. And I can't remember if I said it to her or if I just thought it to myself, but I was like, geez, like, yeah, this is such a great park. And I said, if only more people came here, mm -hmm. yeah. I bet more people would come here. Exactly. Yeah. 
and, and then it was like the next day, someone's like, oh, did you hear about Clark Park Active? I'm like, no way. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it's so cool because it really is a great park. It's so close to downtown Everett. Right. It's, I think, probably the closest park mm-hmm. to, to downtown Everett, yeah. you, you know, and so I've always um, wanted to, to see it more activated. So mm-hmm. really excited about what you guys are doing. What is the kind of the goal or like best case scenario out of this? I think when people think about Clark Park, they just associate it with like healthy activity. Like, oh yeah, that's a good place to go play bocce ball. It's a great place to go play cornhole. Let's go set up the badminton net there. Uh, that's like, oh yeah, they have that awesome playground. Like, yeah. let's go check it out. Oh, yeah, let's go have a picnic there. I think, I think you know, we want it to be a neighborhood resource uh, because obviously it's a great resource for everyone who lives around it. But I also think it would be awesome to have people like come there specifically, come out of their way to go and check out Clark Park just because it is, it, it's just such a beautiful park. The, it's just the so, trees are amazing. so underutilized. Yeah. Um, and if you get just more people in there using it for healthy things, then um, I think it's just going to keep getting better. It's just going to be this positive feedback loop. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So lastly, who is Clark Park Active for and where can people learn more about it? Yeah, I think Clark Park Active is just for anybody who is passionate about city parks and uh, picking up litter and being kind to people and playing lawn games. Uh, That's ultimately what boils down to is we just hang out, play lawn games uh, and have a great time. They can learn more about it on our Facebook page at Clark Park Active, just Clark Park colon active. And uh, we post our all, all our events there. I love it. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks so much for uh, coming on today, guys. Well, thanks for having it. us. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. At Washington State University Everett, students who complete their first two years at any community college, including Running Start and College in the Classroom, can transfer to WSU Everett to earn a bachelor's degree in one of our in-demand programs in engineering, communication, business, and agriculture. Learn more at everett.wsu.edu. We're closer than you think. Well, hello, everyone. Garrett here, along with Elisa Dawson and Charlie Vogelheim from the Green Everett Partnership. And we're going to play some five fast favorites. I'm going to ask you guys five questions about Everett. You have 60 seconds to answer. Although, since it's the two of you, we might let it slide and go a little longer if you need it. Um, and you just might win a prize if you answer fast enough. Whoa. Okay. So, are you guys Sounds ready? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. I'm going to get the timer going here. And. What is your favorite place in Everett to tell friends about? Um, I would say the Narbeck Wetland Sanctuary, probably my favorite place. Yeah. And I really like the Spencer Island Restoration Project in our estuary here. Oh, good nice. Yeah. Favorite place in Everett to get outside? Um, I, I love going out to Rotary Park. It's right on the Snohomish River. It's beautiful. And I love Silver Lake. Nice. And your favorite place in Everett, hands down? Um, I think Howarth Park, you got forest, you got beach, you got everything. It's, it's so lovely there. And Summit Everett, the climbing gym here is awesome. Oh, nice. Uh, favorite annual event in Everett? Uh, Green Everett Day. Definitely Green Everett Day. Yeah. Nice. And favorite hidden gem in Everett? Um, this tiny park called the South Everett Forest Preserve in South Everett. It's great. And I really like the Interurban Trail. It's a great resource we have here. Which is adjacent to the South Everett Forest Preserve. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Boom. That was great. 53 seconds. We got a couple pros over here. I get some prizes for you guys. All right. And 
since since uh, you guys value conservation, we're going to give you some of our reusable tote bags. Wonderful. Ooh. You can fight over uh, who gets which one. Okay. Cool. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Yeah. Awesome. You're welcome. Thanks for playing. Okay. Hey, do you want to help support Live in Everett? Hey, do you want to help support Live in Everett? Hey, what? (laughs) Even a dollar per month helps us deliver stories, videos, and this year podcast about good things happening in Everett every single week. If you want to learn more, you sure can. You can head over to patreon.com slash live in Everett to donate today and uh, help Live in Everett keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. And uh, also, quick shout out. Speaking of our patrons, uh, thank you, huge thank you to Leftover Hamsters for uh, supporting us on Patreon. Leftover Hamsters. That's the name he put in on uh, Patreon. I know his true identity. I don't know if I should reveal it or not. Well, let's not reveal Mac Back Mauer. <laughs> <laughs> His name rhymes with. I gotta ask him about this back, uh, this leftover ham- hamsters now. business. But, I bet uh, you that he's a big fan of the punk band Leftover Crack, and he didn't want to say crack in his name, so he chose hamsters instead. Shout out to Stizza from Leftover. I still listen to Leftover <laughs> Crack all the time. They resonate more now than they ever have. I think. All right, back Mauer. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Yes, Mr. Hamsters. Thank you so much. And thank you for hanging out on the Live and Ever podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please help others discover it as well by subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leaving a review. If you'd like to drop us a line, you sure can. Podcast at liveandever.com or leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731. Thanks so much to our special guests today, Ryan Anderson and Lindsay Weaver, uh, as well as Green Everett Partnerships. And uh, also special thanks to All Ralph Army for our theme music. Good things happen in Everett because of you. So thanks so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great... week. Man, I almost fell off the edge of my seat there. This is why we're ever till the grave.